Have you ever felt like you've got more in the tank and you know that there's more potential in you, especially in business? Jack came to set the standard and he ended up tripling his business within a couple of months. He has an email marketing company. Some of the tools and the tactics and the mindsets that we teach, we teach every two to three weeks in a free mindset webinar. This is an invite to you to come to that webinar. Just click the link below. It's the first link in the description and I'd love to see you guys there. Can't wait. So I turned 30 in a couple of days and that means my 20s is absolutely over and done with. And when I reflect on the decade, I just think, what a crazy decade filled with heartbreak, partying, trying to prove myself, starting businesses, different relationships, learning and growing, financial success and financial lows and going through periods of time where I just think, can I get through this? Like, we know what it's like, right? 20s are absolutely insane. So I would love to share with you guys the eight things that I wish that I knew at the age of 20. Number one, is what I wish to know at 20 is move out of home immediately, even if you think that you can't. Because I remember being in a position where I was studying at uni and I thought that, you know, staying at home is going to be the best thing for me financially and got a job. And then like, that was it. I wasn't focusing on something else in a casual position where my finance directly you know, reflected on what my manager chose my shift to be, which was a complete you know, load of BS, to be completely honest. I remember saying to myself growing up, make sure you move out as early as possible. And then parents split up and all these other things happened and I made the excuses up in my own mind that staying at home was going to be the best thing. And I absolutely think that it wasn't at all. Ended up moving moving out when I was 26, something like that, average age. And that is when my life just excelled. Number two, you will grow and you have to let people go. And that's okay. So your own progression, your own self-investment, you becoming a leader and the best version of yourself is amazing. And when you're making good decisions and you are investing in yourself and you're getting clear on what you most want to do and you start mapping out your goals and planning them and achieving them, some people around you aren't going to come with, but they served you, especially as their friends, for the period of time that you were together. There were so many friendships that have come and gone, that I connected and bonded with people. I thought we'd be friends for everyone. We're still friends. If I called them up today, it'd be fantastic. We have a chin wag and, and keep going. But I haven't had you know one of those conversations in a while with some of the some of the old friends, but th- and that's completely okay. But we've we've grown, and I'm doing what I most want to be doing, and I'm chasing my most desires. I'm living this like a, a amazing life right now that is really fulfilling, and that's part of the pain that comes with it, and it's so necessary, and that's okay. And if you communicate well, and you still keep up and talk to those people, that's also okay too. Number three, whatever you most want to do do it. I remember hesitating before starting a podcast or a YouTube channel for so long. I was like, oh, I can't wait to be doing those things and making this impact and coaching people and doing all this stuff. I remember working at my job at a time I was working in office and just thought to myself, man, all these other people starting podcasts, why don't you damn well start one? And then, you know, we're close to like 170 episodes now. If you're listening to this, you may be, you may be like quite a few more, but I thought that was absolutely insane. Like I started one, but I was like, of course I should have been doing this. This is what I want to be doing. This is what I most want to be doing. And that's what kickstarted my career, my business, my personal development company, set the standard community, my, my, my financial resources, me feeling worthy enough to attract, you know, the, the girl of my dreams per se, or, you know, myself, you know, actually competing in bodybuilding competitions and winning and being accountable and learning about myself and chatting to some of the world's best people in whatever industries that they are. Like I love my podcast, but that's because I figured out exactly what I most wanted to do and just started doing it. Four, invest in yourself. Oh my goodness. I cannot believe 
how powerful this is. Every time you're stuck and you think you've got this money and having this idea of, I don't want to spend this on myself because it might be going to a waste. But understanding, for me, I can use this example. When I first released my first group coaching program, I remember making like $14,000 before I even created the first module. I was just selling people in the program and then it gave me the accountability. I said, hey guys, we're going to start this date and then I had to push it back. I was like, and they said, is that okay? They said, yes, push it back to a certain date when we started. And then I started, you know, creating the content. It was awesome. We had these like mind blowing experiences and people are still watching it today. And that was a couple of years ago. So that was quite insane. So in terms of investing in yourself, it's like you're going to, you know, put the money forward, whatever it is, and then it's going to get you results immediately, which are going to transcend whatever that value was because you're learning the skills for that. You just want to make sure that you're doing a little bit of research and understanding that investing in yourself, where it's going to go is going to be best for you. And I trust you and I trust your decision, trust your heart and your gut, but know that anything that you want, any business that you want to start, any adventure you want to go on, anything that you want to create, someone has done it pay the money and invest in yourself so you can start doing it too. It could be travel, could be relationship stuff. Like if you want to find the girl of your dreams, there's ways of learning and paying for people to coach you and how to do that. The best of the best people in the world are investing in themselves. And there, you know, for example, putting in small amounts of their income is a percentage that's going into themselves so that they can become better, more capable, stronger people. And you can do that too with whatever percentage of income that you're currently making. Another one is you have so much time to take risks. You have so much time. And even I get told this all the time. It's like, you have so much time. If you uh, aren't married and you don't have any children, it's like, you have so much time. Even if you're in a committed relationship or you are married and you don't have children, it's like, there's so much time there. And being in your twenties is you're in the best place to fail. Like obviously you all know the story, Colonel Sanders who created KFC, started it when he was like 50 or 60 years old, something like that. Figured out what he most wanted to do and then started doing it. Gary V was helping his support his dad and didn't start really getting into what he wanted to do. At the age of like 35 is when he started and then started scaling and he always knew that he was going to do that. So for you specifically, it's whatever risk that you most want to do. If you're working in a job and you hate it or you're in a position where you have these big opportunities, like take them. You've got the time, capabilities, and awareness to have everything burned to the ground and know that you're so, so safe, especially if your parents are around and you've got good support network and friends around you, like you're so safe. Someone will help you get off your feet and move forward. Ed Sheeran's story slept on Jay-Z's couch, not Jay-Z's, Jamie Foxx's couch for however long until he created an album that absolutely took off. Like, you know what I mean? Like you have the ability to go out there and do it. So take the leap. Your parents are getting older quickly. This is like a, a real deep one. And I believe this is so true. So our parents are aging and we may have like, through growing up, like I remember holding so much resentment against my dad and my mom for all these different reasons of, you know, they're cheating on each other or whatever it is. And well, my dad cheated on my mom and, and having my mom just like sort of be really angry at my dad and have all this resentment towards him. And then like me playing the victim role and taking the blame for everything. I know people have been in like similar position. It's quite common, but we have all this stuff in in terms of how our parents brought us up that we hold resentment for. And that can prevent us from having big and powerful conversations with them. And we know that we just want their love and their approval and their, you know, unconditional acknowledgement of who we are as people. And we can provide that to them. Understanding that our role as a child is, to help them become the best versions of themselves by transcending them. So go out on your own journey. Do what you need to do. When your parents say you should be doing this or you should be doing that, don't do that. Do what you most want to do with your own gut. Follow that all the way to the end and prove to them that you know what you're doing, they could have done too if they had the courage. 
and you're more courageous, which is so powerful. Eventually it might cause some conflict. And then when you come through and you have the conversations and you talk to them and you show them love and you acknowledge them and help them through it instead of resenting them and say like, you know, I'm going to do this anyway. And I know, and I wish you could come with me. Like my dad had the biggest thing for moving over, like traveling overseas and he's coming to overseas in a couple of days for my 30th with me. And that was like a no go for him. He was never, ever going to do it. But I ended up having some really powerful conversations and talking about us as a kid. Cause he wasn't around all that time. He felt so guilty and frustrated for it. And I just had to reassure him like, dad, you know that like, I forgive you for that. And I had the best childhood and I wouldn't be here without you. And like, now we're free. We have all this time to connect. So come overseas for my 30th. And he ended up saying, yeah, so quite a beautiful experience. I get to connect and, and feel those things with them. So it's understanding things in their point of view that they just wanted you to have the best life. And this is a majority. Obviously, you know, there's some relationships which are a lot more rocky, rocky, but majority of people, parents just want to love their children as best as they can. And that's all that they know how. And if you love them back and receive them and take their advice on board, you necessarily don't have to take it. But when you show love and appreciation to them, it makes their life. And when that happens, they can give you the appreciation and love that you need. Fantastic. I have a video about healing generational trauma if you want to watch that. Everyone you have negative experiences with are battling their own demons. So when anyone puts their agenda on you or is mean to you or is, you know, says something that's judgmental or spicy or lets you go or feel frustrated when there's this emotional like ick there, it usually comes down to they're battling their own demons. Like, and they're battling them hard. And no single individual is the same as you. And I know what it's like, especially like in your 20s, and I used to do this a lot, and I coach people through this a lot in the Set the Standard community, is that people are so different and unique and assuming that people are going to be like you and want to do what you want to do out of a fear of, I want to I want to be more connected to you and I don't want to feel lonely. And if you're doing what I'm doing, then I can feel closer to you and I can relate to you. That is a recipe for disaster and that's your own stuff that you're projecting on someone else even though they're a unique person doing their own thing and how they buy and how they make decisions and their personality type and how they work through things is completely different. And this is one thing when me and my old man, when we worked together in my early 20s, butted heads big time because I worked in his business and it was never going to happen. We argued and we fought and he had these expectations on me. And from his point of view, we've talked about it now, it's completely fine. From his point of view, he just couldn't see things from my point of view. And he just didn't understand what I wanted and what I needed. And it was the same thing. I was like, why do you want to be doing this? And, and why are you putting this in me? And why do you want to be so tough? And like work so hard and blah, 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 blah. And all these different things, which I appreciate now. But at the time it was like, like what the hell? And it caused so much friction, but we were different. And he was battling his own stuff and his own dad issues and everything else. And I was battling my own stuff, getting my heart broken and not understanding what to do after school and and being in a position where I was uh, grown up to have all of these skills to be, you know, essentially like a famous actor and then having it all burned down when my parents split up and having to go out my own way and figure everything out for myself was quite a lot. So we were going through our own stuff. And that's every single friend and person that you meet is going through their own demons. And understanding that that people are different from you gives you the best perspective ever to grow some really good relationships and also not take anything personally. Step number eight, be willing to have your heart absolutely squished on and broken. I know everyone desires love. Everyone wants love and feel close and connected. But to have that has to have, you know, there's the yin to the yang. With all that light and those positive, amazing motions, there has to be a a negative point of that where it's like, well, when this breaks up, or if it does break up, it's going to hurt like hell. And having that, you know, lump in your throat and that feeling like you're going to throw up or, you know, crying, whatever it is, when you're having your heart broken or potentially breaking someone else's heart is... It's heart-wrenching, right? And it's so 
Like so, it consumes your whole body and your mind and your spirit. But when you understand, in order to find, you know, love, because love has this like like amazing feelings. You put these goggles on, and it's just like you know, the sex is fantastic, and the dates are fantastic, and this is romance, and there's everything, you know, just just oozing out of you and the other person. Is of course it's going to hurt so much from the body, mind, and spirit. However, to find the person who you want to have most you know, connected and close to you in order to have a really successful relationship is you're also going to have to be willing for it to break. And if you're approaching a relationship, for example, and you're in the the period of, I don't want to talk about any of the negative things or potentially breaking up because I don't want us to break up is a scarcity mindset. And instead, if you approach a relationship like, hey, things are feeling a little bit icky right now, like I'm not sure about this and you may not be sure about that. And Who knows if we're going to last because I don't want to be with someone or you ain't not going to be with someone who actually is like this. We're going to have to have a conversation to work through it. When you understand you can have the conversation to work through it is removing all the fluff than actually, you know, having a really good relationship. And that helps solve a lot of relationship issues because you're not afraid. However, that also brings to attention if you get to that stage in the relationship where it feels icky and it's yuck and you have that conversation, you both figure out like, hey, this isn't going to work then you've just saved yourself so much time and, and effort and the heart pain and the, 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 the heartbreak and that throw up feeling that you get from breaking up is like you'll get through that and you'll have the confidence. Like being in the position now through going through so many different heartbreaks and breaking other people's hearts is being in that position is I know that no matter relationship I'm ever in now is I'm going to get through it and I'm going to get through it really well. And that felt like at the time, like essentially my whole world was going to down and the whole world was just going to explode and especially like a, a meteor's coming down and, you know, there's nothing going to be left of my life. And going through those, you know, emotional pain has... No, put me in a situation that's like, oh, I can get through that. Like, of course I can. And the love and the relationships that I've had since have just been beautiful, especially my current relationship. And because we're both willing to have our hearts broken and we know we've had that conversation. So in your 20s, be willing to have your heart broken because I know there's people in their 30s, 40s and 50s, 60s and 70s that self-sacrifice themselves just because they don't want to feel that pain. Feel that pain if you have to. Feel it. It's going to be the best things ever. So that's my advice for jumping in. And that's the eight things that I wish I knew at my 20s. And if you got anything out of this video, please like, subscribe, share to a friend. That would be extremely appreciative for me. But I hope you guys have the best day and you go out there and make some really good decisions. <laughs> Big love. Thank you so much for getting this far into the podcast. As a token of my appreciation for the loyal listeners, you can get a $50 discount of your first month inside the Set the Standard community. That'll help you double your business and reprogram your mind. We have two live group coaching calls per month, eight modules and challenges, and an exclusive network where you can meet all the men who are setting the standard in here. Please use the code PODCAST, capital P-O-D-C-A-S-T, to get the first $50 off of your first month. Can't wait to see you guys in there.